Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host, Crossroads Farm. Hey, what's up? Hello, it's Brian. Tonight we have four fantastic, funny students who are going to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Lily Macy. I go to Hillsdale High School. I'm a senior. I'm Aubrey Pitts, and I'm a senior at Reading High School. I'm Graydon Monachino, and I'm a homeschooled senior. I'm Jesse Colbert. I go to Reading, and I'm a senior. All right. Well, tonight has been a lot of fun. Um, we played Bananagrams. We shot hoops. Did everyone make their basket at least once? Yes. Was four oh, yeah. It, was it awesome. took me like four tries, but I got there eventually. Solid, solid. I missed once, I think. All right. I I got one Super out fun. I think since it's already the middle of January, we can start promoing Winter Retreat, which is at the end of February. When yeah. is that? 24th through the 26th. Thank is you, it? Really. Oh. So, okay. Awesome. That's okay. Can you guys share one memory from Winter Retreat? Playing basketball. Mm. Outside? Inside. Inside. And We've outside. played outside and before. Outside. Yeah, that was Almost fun. broke ankles. I like the inside dodgeball. Mm, that is super fun, especially when they turn off the lights. Yeah. And I feel like connections at Winter Retreat are just like so much more, you know? It's a very memorable event. Yeah. Last year was the first year I ever went. Woot woot. And the, we played a big group, huge game that was pure chaos, but it was really fun, so it was yeah. great. Oh, was that the one in the gym where like we were oh, like a, a yeah. we had to be like connected to the stringer? Yeah, yeah. that was fun. It was chaotic. It felt like those little preschool scary. strings that you're all attached. Yeah, like the yeah. leash. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need to put you guys on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So what did Jack talk about tonight? He talked about the Good Samaritan and like how you need to love others as mm-hmm. you love yourself and love God, love God, love others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He talked a lot about the difference between love and hatred. Yeah. So, okay, so someone quickly summarize the story. What happens in it? You can use the Alex Nicholson version or you can use (laughs) um, the Bible version. (laughs) So basically, there's this Samaritan guy. Oh, wait, no, just kidding. There's this Jew walking on the road, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? He gets mugged. He gets mugged. A bunch of bandits steal all his money and beat him up. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's laying on the side of the road, and what happens after that? People that, like, he actually knows, like, just go right by. Like, his neighbors that, like, are right. supposed to be there just uh-huh. go right by. And then a stranger that, like, no, not a stranger. Someone that, like, hated him. It's mm-hmm. supposed Like, yeah, is supposed to hate him, like, stopped and helped him. Right. So a priest and a rabbi, all these, like, I don't know, religious, spiritual icons. Mm-hmm walk past him and they walk on the other side of the road they want they don't want to get their hands dirty um and so they just kind of leave him there right and the person who wasn't supposed to help him the samaritan because jews and samaritans hate each other he's the one who stops right he stops he bandages him up he takes him to an inn gives the innkeeper money to keep him there for multiple days um and so, yeah, so it's really, all of that parable was set up because uh, Jesus commands the crowd, love God and love your neighbor, right? And someone charges Jesus and asks him, who is my neighbor, right? So that's why that story is being told. And then he tells the story and then he ends and says, all right, which one do you think was a neighbor to the Jew? And it's the Good Samaritan, right? So those are kind of the themes that are outlining what we're talking about tonight. And so 
With that being said, the first question is, what does it mean to be a neighbor according to this parable? Like, it's not just like, oh, me and Graydon share a white picket fence and howdy neighbor. To actually love them. Right. How, what kind of love? Unconditional love towards anybody is being considered a neighbor. Yeah, not being selfish, like dropping mm -hmm. what you have to help your neighbor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Selfless, yeah. inconvenience love, love mm -hmm. at a cost, sacrificial love. Mm -hmm. Right, so in what ways does the parable address kind of today's problems, right? So Jews and Samaritans were ethnic lines, right? So we have some of that today. So we have like racism and politics and identity and religion. In what ways does this parable address those problems too? Because a lot of people who have different beliefs of another person tend to not like each other. And it's not the way God wants us to be. Despite anybody's beliefs, you should still love them uh, unconditionally based on just them being them. It doesn't really matter. Do you think it's harder today to love people than it was then? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Why? Mm -hmm. Just because there's so much like div like division between like there's like gay and there's like you say sure. the wrong thing mm -hmm. or like what's offensive and not offensive and like mm -hmm. people have different views on what's offensive and mm -hmm. not offensive. So it's harder to love people that you can't even agree on like basic common standards. A lot of it's judgment. Yeah. People just tend to not all like somebody despite mm -hmm. how they look from a distance, you know, which isn't a great quality to have. Yeah, I know that there's like people that like won't like me just because like I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. like, or like, like someone just because they're a Christian, just because they're a Christian. We just, like there's... talked about that at my sermon today. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. We read that passage. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, um, Differences between like country and city kids will tend to mm. instantly not like each other and not hang out because Obviously since they're from one's from the city and one's from the country they'll never they will never find anything in common, which is not true but Just they want in different circles and if you're in a different circle then you you you're not allowed to be friends in today's culture It seems mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. there's a lot of division between I'm a jock or I'm in band and stuff like that like there's those big divisions there when we're all the same. We're all normal people. We just have slightly different interests. Yeah, I think you guys are absolutely correct. I think there are a million lines that divide us now, right? So it's not just Jew or Greek. It's this or that or politics or religion or gender or gender orientation, right? I mean, like it could be like me and Jesse share all the same things, but oh my goodness, he has curly hair and I don't, and I'm going to hate him for that, right? So do you think it's easy to focus? I think the symptom of both then and now is it's easy to focus on the things that make us different, right? Yeah, as bad as it may sound, it's very easy to just like judge someone off of how they look or like you'll maybe overhear something that they say and be like, oh, that does not give me good view of them just based off of not even having a conversation with them. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there can be a lot of judgment based off of like a social media profile. And I mean, we all know we all have social media. 
those aren't real. We put out our best self, our best version on social media. We don't put out our big failures or anything like that. So it's very easy to judge someone else. Oh, they're, they're so much better than me. Or they have their life put together purely what's on their social media page. And you can never have a conversation. And you never will because you think they're so much better than you. Or vice versa. Yeah. What's good about being like that is people tend to notice it and wonder why you are living like that. So when, you know, if they truly do ask you or they just wonder, you get a chance to tell them about why you are the way you are, which is also a good way of planting the seed in someone's head. Yeah. Whether that means truly talking about your religion or whatever, anything. It gives you a chance to tell them, you know, which, you know, I love talking about it too, just about how I'm faithful and how I get a chance to do that even though it may be tough. I love that you're talking about that. We talked about it at training the other day. <laughs> so I just want to like really hammer in how much these guys hated each other, right? So it's like, it's one thing to dislike someone in the lunchroom, right? Mm -hmm. But these guys like really, really hated each other. So think of that one person who you would feel like, come on, like I have to be justified in hating them, right? Like Osama bin Laden or terrorists <laughs> or something, right? Like mm -hmm. that's kind of the level their and the way that they viewed each other, how much harder is it when you think of it that way to be like, wow, like if this guy was dying on the side of the road, would I actually help or would I keep going? I want to say I'd help, but like, I know that like when I was in Chicago, then like we walked by people that were like homeless and like, I'd hear people be like, oh, well, it's not real. Like, don't be sad. Like, it's not real. Like they just want money. And like, I know that that, is true for some people but like there are people in chicago that like really are homeless and like don't have anyone or anything mm -hmm. so like obviously like you sympathize for them but it's hard to just like blindly love i guess i don't know and i guess it's a good way to think when i mean obviously osama bin laden or anybody else is a bit hard to compare yourself to but <laughs> if you see somebody that you don't like something happening to them or whatever you got to stop and think you know who are you to you know who are you to put them down like that when you yourself ha are not perfect in your ways too it's a good way for you to reflect that you are not you have your flaws and they have theirs so despite that you should still try to overcome that and help them so you guys are super mature so i'm going to try to push you guys even just a little bit further so the first guy, according to the Bible, Matthew's account was, I think, a priest or a rabbi, right? And here's the thing, like, I don't, I can't fully confirm this, and obviously it's a parable, but a lot of times rabbis couldn't touch unclean things, yes. right? Like, if it was an unclean thing, right. it, they would, they would basically, it's like quarantine, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, they mm -hmm. would be contact traced and wouldn't be able to perform their duties in the temple. Mm -hmm. So this first guy, I'm just playing maybe a little bit of devil's advocate and advocating for him, but maybe, just maybe, he was thinking, wow, if I save this one person, then I won't be able to do my religious and spiritual duty to so many other people. Well, your duty right? is to bring people to Christ. So if you're, you save the one person, then... It's kind of like a trolley problem, right? You know the trolley problem where mm -hmm. it's like, do you save the one or do you switch the track and force it on somebody else so that's kind of the question i want to ask you guys like how many times are you 
the priest who think you're doing the right thing and you're like think like oh i don't have time to stop and give this beggar or this homeless person money because i'm on my way to church or crossroads or something right yeah i think it's a pretty good excuse to be late <laughs> so actually in my literature class we're talking about like how like do the ends justify the means or um ev- everybody thinks that like nobody thinks that they're um the villain or anything so it's like nobody is going to like put themselves down for not doing something so it's like a personal internal conflict that you'd have to go through mm-hmm. to get to that point which one's easier is it easier to just be like hey i have you know i have to go serve at crossroads so i can't obviously the like it's always easier right. to be, like find that excuse but like mm-hmm. it's just like going to the gym every day like it's easy to say like oh like I ran in gym today for class, so, like, I don't need to go to the gym mm-hmm. and work out. Like, no, you have to not make that excuse for yourself and, like, actually go do the right thing. This kind of reminds me of these, the story of the shepherd leaves the flock to go find one. Of, yes, mm-hmm. say, if we need to be on church on time to fulfill duties there and help, you know, many people. But we also need to take the time for the one person. Because mm-hmm. if people are going to church, they're, they're getting the word. They're getting, they're still getting Christ out of it. Hopefully, if it's a good church. Um, that one that's on your way to church, he, if he's not going, then he's not going to get that at all. And so it's it's better to stop for the one and to help the one, I feel, than it is to help the mass yeah i think you guys are spot on and i think obviously in the direction that jesus pushes people to think in this parable right he wants us to pursue the one as well so with that being the challenge with that being the charge given how can you guys exercise that practically this week i guess going out of your way to do things whether that means with someone or you know what i try to do is someone, I don't know, drops their tray or drops their stuff, you know, sprint over there and help them. Not just anyone, but that really, really annoying kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Who always drops his tray. Yeah, Josie. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was actually uh, in that parable. (laughs) (laughs) I would say one thing, um, one good thing to do would be to keep our eyes open to that annoying kid, that kid who just, you see him in the halls, he pass him somewhere at a gas station or something, and normally you you look away, or you, you pick something up and look at it to, to avoid contact, but take that as an opportunity to have a little conversation with him. Just Even if it's just something as saying, hi, how are you doing? He probably doesn't get that often. And so that, that one... Like, just small talk with him could change so much in his life that you'll never know and could open him up to talking with other people, which even if you don't, you don't mention God or plant a seed then, it opens him up to getting seed later on from someone else instead of shutting himself off. Um, I would just say another small thing to do, like, during the week is just to be cautious of how you're talking to people and what you're saying because, you know, you never know. So just in those conversations, like, strike up a conversation with someone, but, like, just be careful with people. Be gentle with people. Right. Everyone's fighting a battle we have no idea about, and we often criticize in others what mm-hmm. we hate most about ourselves. So. Yeah. So definitely some 
humbling things to think about when we interact with other people. Okay, I'm gonna say a Martin Luther King Jr. quote because that's MLK Day tomorrow. And then we're gonna switch gears to our next segment. Um, but MLK once said this, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Drop the I light. was just about to say bars. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, all right, listeners. I promised these amazing four students that we would do a little, th okay, this is really sporadic energy tonight. So Jesse can make lots of fun sound effects. And so we're gonna end with his sound effect. Three, two, one. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh my goodness. That sounds really good in the headphones, let me just say. Any other sound effect say. contributions? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can I scream in it, Jesse? <laughs> Imagine. All right. And with that, then we are out. And this has been another episode of the Homegrown Remix podcast of Crossroads Farm. And we will see you next week. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, also on Insta and Twitter.